Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. Well, I think sometimes people throw out the tool when really it's your system, your whole system isn't working or part of your system. It's not the tool itself. It's how you're using the tool or how you could maybe have a different process. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 198. In this episode, I'm joined by Alyssa Williams for a look back at our personal planner journeys and productivity systems over the past year. Hey, Alyssa, how's it going? Hi, Jennifer. It's going great. I am looking forward to talking today for a planner update, but can you remind our audience um, who you are and where you live? Sure. I'm Alyssa Williams, and I live in central Illinois with my two what I call medium-sized children. Um, I have a daughter in middle school, junior high, and a a fifth grader, and we got a dog this summer. So now we have that added to our family and my husband, and um, we just moved in the past year. So lots of new things um, for maybe people who've heard me on the podcast before. And I am the director of a small public library. How's it going with the new puppy? Uh, Ups and downs. Um, Right now, the puppy has a little bit of a stomach bug, so that, that hasn't been fun. But she's going to puppy school, so we're very excited to learn how we can be better puppy parents. Um, but my girls love her a lot and um, have stepped up to the plate. So that's been really fun. And I can't wait to document um, my one daughter who wants to be a vet, her relationship with the puppy. Oh, that sounds so cute. I'm so glad you have this new addition to your family. I think it's uh, pets are awesome. Though, of course, cats are better. Cats are better. Yes, <laughs> I miss my cats. The puppy doesn't quite sit with me. She tries to bite me when she gets on the couch. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. So we've had many podcast episodes together where we've talked about our planner progress, our wins, our fails, and everything in between. Um, I'd like to start by kind of doing a little recap of our individual styles and preferences when it comes to planners, because it's we are definitely not always in the same place. Sometimes we have overlap, but sometimes it's very, very different. Sure. So will, you, will you kick that off? Yes. So I prefer to have an eight and a half by 11 planner for work, um, a monthly and a weekly view. And I kind of went for a while where I was trying to find the perfect work planner, but I've settled on a blue sky note it version that offers me the week on the left and then space for free writing on the right side of a two page spread. Uh, and then I use a get to workbook at home, which is a little bit smaller. I tried to use it for work one of the first years it was out and it was too small, but I like using it for my home. Um, I like the project breakdown sheets 
um, I like tracking things um, at the beginning of the month on the grid pages. So I use that at home and I use a different planner at work. And do you ever struggle with wanting to write something down at home when you're at work? Do you bring them back and forth at all? Or how does that balance work for you? I do not bring them back at home. I've really, in the past year, maybe 18 months, leaned into my Apple reminders on my iPhone and Apple Notes when needed. Um, But primarily, if I think of something for home while I'm at work, I will just make a reminder for later in the evening. And then it pops up and then I either transcribe it in my planner or I take care of it. Oh, that's a great tip. And then in terms of kind of any creative additions to your planner, are you purely functional or do you do any other fun things? I'm not fun when it comes to my planner. (laughs) I am purely (laughs) functional. Uh, I have, I guess that's not 100% accurate. In the past, I have created like a a goal tracker, quarterly goal tracker dashboard kind of thing with stamps on my, in my get to work book on the grid page that opens the month. But I haven't done that for a while. Now I just kind of write stuff and draw boxes and stuff. Okay, cool. So my preferences are definitely a little bit different. I am skewing larger. I was more in the A5 range for a long time. And I realized I was just feeling very constrained by that. And so I recently switched to something that's a little bit bigger. It's about seven by 10. And that finally, I finally feel the spaciousness that I want to be able to make additional lists. It's, it's not just um, what's going on this week. I can jot a few extra things down. And so that is giving me a bit more comfort. And so I can see why you like the eight and a half by 11. I think I would like even, even bigger (laughs) some of the time. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this particular planner later. Um, I'm also, I got into stickering in my planner in 2020. It was kind of one of my pandemic projects. I started with the uh, the Hobonichi Week. So it was really tiny stickers. And now I am (laughs) using much bigger stickers and I have added stamping in my planner as well. And I absolutely love the creative process. I always look forward to setting up the new week. And it's just something that makes me really, really happy. And so I'm always looking for uh, paper thickness that can stand up to inks and the pens that I want to use and all that. So I, I definitely have transitioned to creative for the setup, but I'm also very much functional still when it comes to the things I'm putting in my planner. I'm not really doing memory planning. I do write a few kind of notes down on the month calendar because I don't, I don't use it for planning. I just use my digital, my outlook calendar that I share with my husband. But um, yeah, in terms of my week to week and what I'm looking at every day, I love it to be colorful and very, seasonal and shifting throughout the year. It just inspires me so much. I think that's so cool what you've done and the evolution that you've had of your creativity. And I, I, I wish I had time for that, but right now I know it's not, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't serve me. Um, I'd just be frustrated because I, I wouldn't be able to do all the stamping I wanted to do. I do like the get to work book for that in that it's a very simple format so you can add color and I have occasionally used washi tape for on the monthly spreads to delineate you know vacations and time off and stuff so 
Um, there is a lot you can do with it as a good base. I just haven't explored that in a while. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's part of what I wanted to discuss today is kind of some of the breadth of what we've explored and what we've learned from that. And I think we definitely have some fails that we're going to be talking about in a little bit. <laughs> but before we get there, I wanted to talk a little bit about new finds, obsessions, like what's really like fun and interesting for you right now in your planner world? Um, I'm obsessed with the podcast that Sarah Hart Unger does. Best Laid Plans? Yes, Best Laid Plans. Um, she reviews a lot of planners and she talks to people about their planner piece. Um, and I find that interesting. Um, I really enjoy that. And then the other thing that I'm kind of, that's more planning adjacent, but that I'm also really obsessed with is uh, Laura Vanderkam's new book, Tranquility by Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I was a participant in her survey project data for the book. So um, I've really enjoyed reading the, the book and then just kind of being reminded of those, uh, those habits and the practices that she recommends and trying to figure out how I can make them work. Yeah, every time, because I've been reading the book as well, and I'm not that far along, but every time she quotes one of her participants, I was like, ooh, is that something Alyssa could have said? Possibly. <laughs> there are a few things that sound very much like something I said. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm enjoying both of those things as well, uh, introduced, I'm assuming, by you uh, to both <laughs> of those. And I've also enjoyed the podcast Planners with Wine. Um, you mentioned that it's a little chatty for you. So it, it is more of a chit chat podcast, but I like it when I'm kind of getting ready in the morning and I feel like I don't have to a hundred percent pay attention. So it's a good kind of, you know, background podcast. And then I mentioned that I've been doing stamping and a lot of these stamps these days are the Heidi swap stamps. I've been kind of oogling all the things that she's been doing for a couple of years now. And then I just said, I'm going to go in. I, I love the look of layering. I have all these distress oxides. You know, I want to make sure I'm playing with my inks and using, getting the most out of my products. So let's get some more stamps to, <laughs> to do that. And it's just been so fun and uh, has really kept, kept me feeling excited about doing these things and also doing other projects. I think my planner has become kind of that touchstone to creativity every week that helps to make sure that I can stay into the bigger projects as well. It's always nice to just have something that you can touch that reminds you how much joy it brings you. And even a smaller canvas to try different techniques with your stamping and, you know, get used to how a different particular stamp stamps so that then when you're more inclined to maybe use it on a layout later. Yes. Yes. And I think with that also comes kind of that exercise and imperfection um, because my planner is ultimately a, a temporal thing. It's not forever. Um, I'm more able to embrace those errors and the, the blips you have with stamping. Um, and that carries over to other projects as well. So let's dive into some fails for this year. <laughs> I feel like this, I, well, I feel like I'm in a good place now. I feel like you're in a pretty good place now. I feel like this year has had some bumps in the road. Um, what stands out most to you? I think my two biggest fails were 
um, I bought the 90 day goal planner from cultivate what matters. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to use this at all. I don't, this isn't what I thought it was. I don't want this. Um, cause I moved in January. January is a crazy month for our family. And, um, I intentionally did not set any year long goals. Um, Normally I do like a Gretchen Rubin, you know, does 22 for 22 or 21 and 21. I did not make any of those lists. I was like, I'm going goal free this year, or at least until I get my feet under me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, that made sense for you as well. Like it was a really like thoughtful decision. Yeah. I thought by now I'd have more clarity around some stuff. And I, I kind of late summer was kind of feeling adrift a bit in like, well, I don't have these goals I'm working towards. What should I be doing with my time? Um, And that's, I think, one of the reasons I bought that 90-day goal planner thing Mm -hmm. was to kind of refocus and it kind of did the opposite. And I was like, I put it in a drawer and I was like, yeah, maybe I'll use you later, but now is not the time. It it is neat. Um, It had a lot of additional features that I didn't really need, like a weekly spread and a monthly spread and I ended up not liking the green linen cover that I ordered. I don't know. Just the whole thing irritated me. And I was like, "Mm, this isn't, I'm not using this right now. I really am still intrigued by that Moxie Life, which is a brand. Mm -hmm. I just pronounced Moxie Life because it's supposed to be like the phonetic spelling of Moxie. Which for some reason that word bothers me. It's some sort of like 90s flashback or something. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. I think that's that's how Sarah pronounces Moxie Life on Beck's laid plans. Um, um, and there was that quarterly calendar we talked about the last time we had a podcast that I had heard about on Best Laid Plans that I was intrigued by. Oh, the JMB Living? Yes. So, I mean, maybe- There's also Silk and Sonder. And I, mean, I think this is kind yes. of, we're both in this place of wanting some sort of goal planning approach that's a little bit guided, uh, but not finding total um, certainty in that yet. That's right. I feel like I know I want something but I don't want it to be too much because I don't need a planner. I just want something to guide me through some exercises, I guess. So for me, uh, I really liked the Cultivate What Matters tending sheets, mm-hmm. but I found I've been able to recreate that in my get to workbook with my own twist on it. And so using that idea of something that worked for me in the past and then, um, you know, ad- adapting it for my current situation is I'm I'm crossing over to the wind territory here, but um, is is an adaptation I've made this year. Do you do you find that that approach gives you enough of kind of the layered iterative structure of like thinking about what you want and deciding on the goals? Because the tending part is really like the most granular portion of the whole process. Yeah, I mean, because I've gotten to a part place where my goals are fairly the same, like each year, you know, exercise consistently, eat better food, unpack my house, (laughs) create more. Um, And that's where I think that actually the Tranquility by Tuesday project is helping me explore goals in a different way and not maybe, I mean, I'm at a point where I've achieved a lot of my, you know, I, things are kind of not rote, but I don't, There, you know, I'm, I'm at a pretty stable place where I don't need to 
you know, oh, my goal is to learn Italian. I mean, like what? Um, <laughs> I don't know. So. Well, I think one of the things that we've been talking a lot about is that boring is sometimes a really good, awesome thing. And right. Just having like that consistency, the steadiness, particularly after the past two years, but even in general at the certain like season of life, like that can be very um, comforting in itself. And the other thing too is I'm less, you know, the age of my kids, it's more about trying to, you know, I have a seventh grader and so I, the time that she has left in my house is short and so trying to be more intentional about time spent with the girls, they're fun to be around. I want to, you know, now mm-hmm. is where we, so where we, you know, are continuing to build our relationship and helping them, you know, be available to them. A lot of my activities revolve around things they're involved in, going to volleyball games, helping with the school dance. It's Friday night, you know, so I'm spending, it's less about my personal projects and more in projects that support the family, I guess, is a way of thinking about it or goals that support the family. That makes sense. And to kind of recognize that that's, that's just what your plate looks like right now. And it might actually be too full to try to be over ambitious with, you know, wanting to learn Italian or whatever, (laughs) you know, something a little bit more grand. Yeah. I am. I, I mean, I have goals and I have projects, but a lot of it is kind of trying to figure out this year how we lived in our space. And then now for 2023, kind of what house projects we'll take on and that kind of stuff. Mm, Sure, sure. Yeah. So I had a similar fail with, we bought the same 90-day power sheets from Cultivate What Matters. And I don't know. I think we both had this very like visceral reaction of like, uh, no. And I, it's kind of very, it was very strange experience because I, I expected that we both love it. That was the plan since we invested in it. And we both started around the same time and both had a very, that just reaction. And then it's been put away ever since. So yeah. I don't know if we like fed off each other on it of like, you know, contributing <laughs> to the negative energy. But I don't think I don't think that was the case. I just think it was interesting. They were both. I mean, I was very much like, "Oh, this is what this is." Hard pass. Not not in the place where I want this right now. So, mm-hmm. and then I I I kind of felt a little shame in being like, "Well, I know I kind of talked you into buying this, but I'm not going to use it." And you were like, "Oh," because I was excited when it came and excited to open yeah. it, and then I opened it and I was like, "Hmm." no, this isn't what I wanted. And maybe it's because it was so much different from the gold planner that she's had in the past and they still make. Um, or maybe I just wasn't in the right season for it. I don't know. But yes, it was very, it was interesting that mine was a very visceral reaction and then you had a very similar reaction as well. Well, and I think one of the comments on that, I think it was on Best Laid Plans or maybe it was on Planners with Wine, but they were talking about how that particular company and style of goal setting is goes deep really fast. And while I, I feel like I'm someone who's pretty in touch with my feelings at that particular moment, it felt like you're, you're invading me somehow. And I don't like this. This feels uncomfortable. And certain times, you know, sure. Let's, let's go in, let's get, get really uncomfortable. 
Um, but I think there's other ways to it. I think that we're comparing it to Moxie Life and that that particular system, not to say that it's surficial, but it helps you kind of get to some action items without, you know, laying your soul bare and, you know, peeling the onion and all that. <laughs> right. On top of that, I did want to mention other fails that I've had because this has been an interesting year of finding my own planner piece, whether it be temporary or long-term. Um, I started the year in my Hobonichi cousin. This was my second year of that. And I, I don't have any particular dislike for it besides the size. It's a little bit too small for me. And as I was growing in interest in stamping, that particular paper, the, the Tomo River paper, tends to be kind of smudgy when you get to the wet things. Um, you can certainly paint in it and all that, but with the inks and even some pens, it's just, it's a little bit temperamental. And so as I was gaining interest in that, I started looking at other options. And so the first thing I did is I bought an Archer and Olive book, which was a pretty small, almost... I don't even know what it's like that it's a traveler's notebook, Hobonichi week size. And I really thought I was going to use that as kind of a bullet journal style planner. And I immediately, I loved the paper, but I immediately hated the experience of working in it. And so I just turned it into an art journal. And then I'm like, okay, let me try again. It was a couple months later, I bought Hemlock and Oak. And this is when I was trying to figure out, okay, I, I know the type of planner I want and if I can't find it, let me just create it. So I bought this larger size dot grid notebook thinking I'm going to just draw all the lines every week and do my stamping and my stickering. And it turns out setting up the base of it is so tedious and annoying to like count dots and draw lines and measure things. I hated that process. And so I use that kind of day to day just as my like notebook for meetings, whatever I want, I need to write down. And so I'm glad I have it. It's, it's a really high quality product. Um, but it was definitely a planner fail where I had this vision and it was not a good fit for me. And so the planner I am using now has a little bit more going for it. And I think I found some, just a nice little happy comfort zone there. I think you have two, um, you know, because you've got the format and so all you have to do is decorate each week. And I think that's fun. I think for me, the other fail or thing that I'm fine tuning is kind of like you asked me earlier, like if I have something at work, you know, and I think of something about home, how do I handle that is really remembering to lean into my digital tools, but not become, I mean, some people are all digital, um, which I'm not, I'm, I find you know, paper works well for me um, to also help me remember and process things. But um, I think the other fail for me was um, getting out of my planning routine. I very much got out of the routine because my schedule. So in January through May, I was working Monday nights. So I would plan on Monday mornings. Mm -hmm. And then when I stopped working Monday nights, I was like, well, when am I supposed to plan? Because I never want to plan on Sunday nights. And that's, I think, where the Tranquility by Tuesday thing has come in. Mm -hmm. She advocates planning on Friday, which I do for work, but I don't like doing at home. And I actually plan Thursdays now. Um, so just trying to 
like lean into the habits. That's where I feel like I failed this year is not necessarily in my products, but more in my own personal habits. Oh, that's a really, that's a really smart observation is to know kind of where things um, have broken down and not just to assume like it's all not going well or it all is. There's, there's a lot of gray area in between and you can kind of take out some of the, or pay attention to some of the subtleties of what, what makes things work and what does it? And I mean, obviously, we're we're getting really meta here talking about the intricacies of our planners on a podcast. So, well, I think sometimes people throw out the tool when really it's your system, your whole system isn't working or part of your system. It's not the tool itself. It's how you're using the tool or how you could maybe have a different process. So I, I encourage, because I feel like the Tranquility by Tuesday is more about systems and less about tools. Same as like getting things done is tool agnostic. It's about having a system. The Routine and Things podcast, and she has this Routine and Things planner that I, I'm not, I'm so far, I've, I'm very curious to see how I could use it, but I, I have found planner piece and I want to switch up the apple, upset the apple cart, but I like the Routine and Things podcast because it's short and she provides some really just, she talks a lot about routines supporting your habits or supporting your life. And that's an area that I am trying to focus on more. Mm, I really like that. And I think it's the, you know, every goal requires habits, routines, objectives, all the parts of it in order to make progress towards it. And sometimes we focus too much on the, just like that feeling of strife and striving towards the goal without figuring out what levers actually need to be pulled. For sure. Yeah. Um, So in terms of wins, but definitely the biggest one for me is this planner that I'm using. And it's one from Scribbles That Matter. And it's called the Dot Cross Planner. And so it is an undated vertical planner that has uh, undated months followed by five undated weeks followed by a couple dot grid pages. And then that repeats And then at the end, there's even more dot grid pages. So I actually discovered this planner from Rachel Newman, the life facilitator. She's been on the podcast. And I just love the the openness, the flexibility. She's using it mostly for more memory planning. But my quest to be able to use more stamps really lent well to this kind of blank, but not too blank canvas. And both Rachel and Jenny McGarvey, who I've also had in the podcast, have been really helpful in kind of teasing apart some of my own desires and my quest to find a better planner. And I'm just so glad that I I found this one. You can buy it from their website. You can also buy it at Amazon, which is, of course, super convenient. And it kind of was like an under-the-radar, like, sleeper hit for me. It wasn't something that I'd I'd ever heard about. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I need right now. And I definitely have realized I am hardcore vertical. I thought I wanted horizontal um, on the left-hand side and dot grid or graph or whatever on the right like you, but I can't, my brain does not work in horizontal. I can't think of the week. And to me, when I'm thinking about the week, I'm like, Wherever I am in the world, I'm always thinking about, okay, what's on my planner in this particular, like, segment? Like, in the middle column, towards the bottom, do I have an event? I'm always visually thinking about that spatial allocation. And so horizontal does not align with a calendar. It's not – it's just weird for me. So 
I had to go back to vertical. And I think that's also part of why this one has worked so well. Yeah, that's fascinating to me because I, I think of the week in a line down the page. I don't know. It just then I go, I, I, I don't, even though I read left to right, I don't know. I just, I need it to be in that line down the page for me. So I think my win is the fact that I found a planner that works for me for work now and was able to buy the same planner for 2023. <laughs> and like, I didn't That's have nice. to, because for the last couple of years, trying to find the planner in the style that I wanted has been a challenge. And so it's nice that they didn't discontinue because I made a blue sky planner one year and that really worked, but then they stopped doing custom blue sky. And so it's nice to have a, to be back in something that I can purchase regularly. Yes. Yes. That's really exciting. Um, Particularly when you've had so much frustration because you've had a lot of clarity about what you were looking for. It just uh, hasn't always existed. Correct. Yeah. Um, Any other wins? I'm trying to think of what else I wanted to mention. I just, I feel more content than I have in a long while. I'm having fun. I'm being productive. I'm, yeah, it just, it just feels good. I'm actually kind of hoping we don't have a lot to talk about next year. As much as I love talking about you, I hope we're just kind of like steady and finding our way. I feel very much that I'm in a planner piece kind of place of I have my get to work book that runs through the school year and I have my work calendar that runs through the calendar year and I can make kind of see the bigger picture with the one. And I definitely feel like I've gotten into my groove. My biggest thing is just getting into the routines and habits that will support, you know, having a productive life and not forgetting things and closing open loops and stuff. So do you feel like you're going to use your two existing planners plus maybe any other like digital tools to support that? Or are you still feeling the need for something else? No, I don't feel like I need anything else in my planner stack. Um, I feel like I've gotten to a point where I understand my digital tools and have figured out how to make those work for me to support, you know, I don't want to drag both my planners back and forth. Um, Really, I just need to work on my habits and routines and my system. Um, I mean, I have a system, but I need to do my system consistently. So I guess that's a habit. Um, I, I, the get to workbook has goal setting built into it. So it's just kind of next leveling that with kind of making my own tending sheet thing on the monthly to, to Mm -hmm. really track stuff that I think is where I need to focus more is like tracking the stuff and figuring out that system. And then, I already have a full system for that at work that involves a different set of tools. But so I think it's just really using my tools and being consistent in my planning routine. I feel like you're maybe a few steps ahead of me in that regard because I I don't feel the same level of clarity of what I should be working on. Like, sure, I can, like, pull out, like, I want this, I want that, like, I'd like to achieve this, I'd like to stop doing this. But in terms of what's really a priority and how do I want to get there, that's where I'm feeling a little um, untethered, I guess. And so I'm I'm not yet sure how I want to do that. I think, ideally, I'd like to be doing that in the back of my current planner. And then when I fill it up, you know, start a new one, you know, always, there's always the desire to kind of update, rewrite, redesign. but I'm not 100% sure on what I want to be 
like tracking or thinking about yet. I, I kind of want to finish Tranquility by Tuesday first because I think uh, just from listening to you that that's going to kind of maybe inform some of my desires, plans, objectives. Um, and this is a fun time to announce that this is going to be our solitary book club selection for next year. So we're going to do a study group on Tranquility by Tuesday and we do this through February through October as like a nine month activity, give a little bit of a breather in January to ramp up and then just take November and December off since it's such a busy season. And I'm really excited that to, I don't know, kind of create a bit of flexibility for the book club because I think that each particular topic in the book will lend to other other books that we can recommend that are related to that particular topic. For example, her first one is about having a bedtime. So what other things can we read and learn from to support having, you know, good evening habits and morning habits and, and all that aspect of it. So I think that will be just make for a really kind of rich, interesting experience throughout the year and really focus on having that implementation time. Yes. I'm really excited that we're going to do a deep dive into the book because I've been kind of reading it more slowly than I mm -hmm. typically, I'm a pretty power through fast reader and mm -hmm. I've been really um, trying to savor it a little, but also really think and reflect on after I finish each chapter. And she, she builds that in because there's already questions on how yeah. to, so it's perfect. Um, so I think it's going to be a really great opportunity to learn from each other and to talk and to dive deep in, and to establish those habits and systems in our own lives. Well, and I think it's so much of the backbone of what we always get to is if you want to be scrapbooking consistently, you need to have some of these foundational things to have the time, energy, and motivation to do that or to do any kind of hobby. And so this this book really gets it. Okay. How do you do that? And so we can practice together implementing it and see what changes. I, I think I'm really excited for um, what's possible in our community next year because of this. Well, and I, I think I recently shared with you, you know, she, one of her things is three times a week is a habit. And so she encourages you to think about what you want to make a habit. And I was kind of struggling with that. And I said, I finally landed on starting in November. I want to engage in scrapbooking in some way three times a week. And it doesn't have to be make a page, but it's, you know, my photo management, deleting mm -hmm. photos. It's just something for 15 minutes. It could be deciding on the next thing I'm going to make and printing photos. Like, because Stacey Julian always preaches, do it in 15 minute bites. And mm -hmm. I forget that sometimes. I forget that I can get a lot done in 15 minutes. You know, I have a list from the retreat I was just on of things I wanted to do. And some of those are bite-sized and I could, you know, knock out and maybe it'll take me 20 minutes, but I'm going to set the bar at 15 and, you know, just try to engage in the hobby three times a week to, to like you were saying about your planner, kind of keeping you connected. Mm -hmm. If I really just start taking these baby steps. Um, and then maybe once a week, it's a longer session, you know, where I do make a page or I have two hours where I can make a page, but, um, I'm, I want to get into more of those routines to, to do some of that photo management that always kind of gets pushed to the back or whatnot because mm -hmm. I want to make pages. Yeah, yeah. No, that reminds me of Peggy's uh, tracking time instead of projects finish because we can't always predict how long something is going to take, but we can control 
the amount of time that we invest into it. And really it's the, you know, for whatever in our life, it's showing up week after week, putting in the time. Um, that's how you see the results that you're, that you're craving. Yes, for sure. Any other kind of open loops, unmet needs, anything else that's on your mind when it comes to your planning? Uh, no, I think we've been on quite the journey with our planners um, the last couple of years. And I, it's really interesting that we both got into a place where um, we have found some level of satisfaction. Um, and like I said, for me, it's, I think 2023 is going to be more about just, and actually the rest of this year is the routine and being consistent in the routine and um, building those habits. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I feel that as well in terms of the one thing that I am already working on is just kind of having a daily daily and weekly housekeeping routine. It's not something that's really ever been a strong suit of mine. And I'm there's certain aspects of that that are feeling easier than ever. And I'm using my planner to to support that because if a small step is written down, I'm like, oh, I can do that and I can go easily complete the task and cross it off. And that always feels good. I love crossing things off. Sometimes I write things down just so I can cross them off. Of course, of course. You wouldn't be a, a planner girl if you didn't do that. <laughs> All right, Alyssa, can you share where our audience can find you online? I'm on Instagram at Alyssa Recommends. Sounds good. And she's also uh, in the Simple Scrapper community and working on becoming more active and attending things regularly. So... This is also true. Yes. I pop in occasionally. I've been, I've been building that habit of when I do that three times a week is a habit. So yes. Yes. And she's, she's a longtime member. That's actually, of course, how we met um, way back in the day, many years ago when our daughters were quite young. <laughs> yes. So long ago now. All right, Alyssa, this has been fun. I appreciate spending time with you. I love talking about planners and I hope this conversation was helpful for people, you know, um, maybe they got some ideas. Yes, yes, yes. And to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook and plan your way. Are you ready to start implementing the great ideas you hear on the podcast? The Simple Scrapper membership offers a welcoming space to connect with fellow memory keepers and find the creative accountability you've been craving. Visit simplescrapper.com slash membership to learn more and join our community. 